Hi, this is Donna Otto, and we are Modern Homemakers. I'm so glad you joined us. Thank you. I'm always so, I think impressed is the right word. I do have some technological skills, but they are very marginal. Ask anyone who I'll call in the middle of the night and say, I can't get this to come off my screen. Can you help me? And um, you'll know how technologically unsound I am. At the same time, I marvel at things like cutting and pasting. I marvel that I can pull a fact from my computer and copy it and cut it and paste it into a lecture. That's phenomenal for all the years that I created lectures in a very different sort. And I mentioned to you when we were together last time that Edith and Francis Schaeffer and how I had hoped and planned to take the work of their hands, um, now both of them in heaven, to help you not only meet these two, but introduce to you some of their ideas, some of their ideas. So uh, the first thing we're going to look at is, and I'm going to do it in maybe a two-week period of time, so in six shows, we're going to look at what is a family, what is a family. And when I talk about what is a family, I want to go to a passage of Scripture, first of all, to define it, and then I would like to just touch on some of the things that we'll engage in as we look at that. So the passage of Scripture is Colossians chapter 3, uh, verses 18, 19, and 21. I'm going to read it to you. I should read it to you from the Peterson's edition also. Here's how it reads. Wives, be subject to your husband as is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and never treat them harshly. Children, obey your parents in everything, for this is your acceptable duty in the Lord. And fathers, do not provoke your children or they may lose heart. And I remember the first time that um, I came in contact with this passage. It didn't have anything to do with Edith's book. It had to do with an incident that was going on in Washington, D.C. And the president, I don't remember what president it was, had invited a task force to describe a family. And that task force was not only to describe what a family was, but then they were going to put together a conference for family. And I didn't know the preliminary undertakings, but I came to find out that for six months, a committee of people sat together weekly and tried to decide what was a family. I'm pausing because I want that to set in with you. And and I remember thinking, well, they didn't use the scripture. They didn't use the scripture because I think this is exactly what a family is or, or the components of a family. And there isn't anything else. There isn't a dog. There isn't a horse. There isn't two of the same sex. It's these components. They are wives and their husbands. And remember that I didn't read this passage to tell you what wives should do or husbands should do or what children should do. I read this passage to establish what I think is God's establishment to say what a family is. Okay, Wives, 
husbands, children, parents. Parents, in this case, the father is set out. Wives, husbands, children, and parents. That's it. That's what a family is. Now, you have heard me, if you've been around here at all, you have heard me say many times, it was an astounding, staggering, essential piece of my own spiritual formation when I discovered what Christ said when he said, who is my family? Those who do obey the word of God. Those who obey and do the will of God. That's who my family is. So can I have a biological member of a family, a sister, a parent, who doesn't love Christ? And they're my biological family? Absolutely, yes. And what the scripture it calls us to is that this family would be led and headed by God. So who are they? They're a wife and a husband. And a wife and a husband is what it takes to make a baby, which bring about children. And children, they each have a function here, and this function is important to the process, but it isn't important to the definition. The process is what this family does, but who is the family? What is a family? What is a family? And so Frances, Edith Schaefer, I should say, not Frances, her husband, wrote this book, What is a Family? And she has taken these four components and describe them by some things they can do, okay? So I would like in these next few weeks to talk about some of them. And as I said the last time we were together introducing the Schaefers, they became, their thoughts became my thoughts. And I love the Isaiah 55, chapter 55, 8 and 9. It is a, a verse pair of verses that I quote frequently, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, and his ways are not my ways. His ways are higher than my ways. So I rest in his thoughts, not my thoughts. And, and I put those two together at some point some decades ago, that this is how the scripture defined the components of a family, and this is how God himself says about his own thoughts. His own thoughts are higher than my thoughts. I didn't plan this. I didn't decide this. Because I am a woman who has been engaged in family ministries for 30 plus years doesn't mean that I decided that there would be a wife and a husband and children and didn't decide what all of them should do. God decided that. And so as we talk about what is a family, what a family does out of the words of Edith Schaefer, I want to uh, remind you that the premise of this is found in Colossians chapter 3, verses 18 through 21. One of the things that Edith does in the opening chapter of her book, which I will not spend any time on at all, is she describes a fam family as a mobile you know what a mobile is? You say mobile or mobile. Uh, I don't care what you say. A, a lot of us put them over the cribs of our children because they move and they're different and the light shines on them. And there have been some amazing art designs that have been mobile and they have been really, truly mobilized around the world so that every one of us could see it. But it's an art form that moves 
she does a lovely job. She's a lovely writer, and she's an artist herself. And what she describes then is a family, and she uses the components of a mobile that moves and changes, and the light rearranges it, and that's what a family is. They're all different. And when she wrote this book in 1975, she was the grandmother, and she got inspired because they always had an annual reunion and everyone looked forward to the reunion so much because they were all together. It was the only time every year with all of their children and grandchildren and spouses that they were together. And the little ones so looked forward because they knew their older cousins were going to be there. And the cousins looked forward to seeing their aunties and uncles and the grandparents, which were Edith and Frances changing life. They changed every year. She said this mobile, this mobile looked different every year. And then when she began to talk about in her book what were the things that a family did. They were a shelter in the time of storm. They were a formation of human relationships. They were a museum of memories. The memories, and, and Edith talked about how long it took her to prepare every year for this annual, this annual reunion the location, the, the foods, the lodgings, the everything. And she made a very serious attempt at this. I don't know about you, but I didn't come from a family that had family reunions. One of my dearest friends in the world comes from a family that had 12 children. 12 children. Do you know what their family reunions look like? I mean, it's madness and mayhem and marvelous. And I, I will always remember... Uh, some of her sisters saying, you could be one of our sisters. And I knew that wasn't true, but it felt true in the sense that I, like them, followed Christ. But she would talk about these reunions and the preparation and how it was important that they put it into their calendars so they could be together. And Edith Schaefer said the same. We talk about the ministry of motherhood here in the work of modern homemakers. We talk about knowing yourself and knowing your child. We talk about training the will of your child here. We talk about helping your husband be a better father and how you can do that. We talk about how you can really learn to love your husband and how to live this life with some consistency. We even talk about the subject which is often a hard subject, and that is, should you stay at home? Should you have a job? What do you really need? What is it you're working for? Is it because the culture is doing it? These are questions, and why stay home is an individual choice. But we here have an opportunity pretty regularly to say, here's some ideas that you should consider. So this is a few basics of what we're going to be talking about in the next few weeks. And um, I won't be talking about uh, mobile, mobile or mobile. What I will be talking about are pieces in the puzzle. My husband and I are puzzlers. We always have been long before the pandemic. We were recently talking with another couple via Zoom, and they were talking about this 500-piece puzzle, and they were groaning over it, and it had taken them weeks, and they still weren't done with it. And David and I were smirky and smiley, and, oh, we were thinking, those little wimps, 500 pieces. And so we couldn't resist it before the conversation was over. And we said, well... We did the Sistine Chapel once during a long summer in Colorado, 15,000 pieces. 
Later, David said, well, we sure outshined them, didn't we? <laughs> that was not our intention, but we couldn't resist talking about it. We're puzzlers. We, we think there are some ways to put the puzzle together. Recently, I was given a round puzzle, and the only instruction I was given is don't do it the regular way. I thought, what's the regular way? Get the flat pieces, make the border, lay it down. Well, what is a family? Yeah, it's a puzzle. In the end, it's a completed puzzle of faces and lives and intersections and community, but it's never built in the same way. There is, however, a picture. And we talk about this here at Modern Homemakers. Do you have a house, a family, an image, a desire, something you feel God's called you and your husband to create? Put it on your refrigerator and work toward it. I'm Donna Otto. This is Modern Homemakers. Don't forget the Red Plate Contest. You'll find it on our website. And come again and visit with us. Remember, the common begin and the uncommon finish. Go out and make it a very uncommon day of acknowledging your family.